Great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It's a special time, and um, it's going to be a wonderful call. Hi, vibe. Absolutely. My good friend Erica Van Eaton is back with us. She was here last season for the first time, and oh my goodness, we had a wonderful conversation. High vibe process. It was so much fun. So today we're talking about um, redefining the role of the ego, the mind, and body consciousness. And so we're going to be doing um, live Q&A as well as a group process. We're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, redefining the role of the ego, the mind, and body consciousness, as was shown by the advanced collective consciousness of the autism and star children community. We're going to be talking about the resurrection of the luminescent blueprint of the physical body's microbiome that make up over 90% of your cells and DNA, and why this is a must to step into divine union with the body consciousness. We're going to talk about how to expand the lower chakras and body consciousness to release anxiety, digestive issues, and feelings of unease, which I know a lot of people are experiencing right now. And we're going to talk about how we can reawaken ancient technology in our energy matrix to process our own emotions and teach our ego how to work with the outermost rim of your energy field to become a compassionate, loving filter. We're also going to be talking about upgrading the ego, mind, and body consciousness to become uh, healing containers for your human being, body, allowing for an even greater expansion of your unique soul signature. All that and more, working directly with the mind and teach it how to help you manifest. Right, so all that plus the group process, live Q&A, is <laughs> going to be a full call. Um, and for those of you who don't know Erica, she is an intuitive energy healer that uses multidimensional techniques to heal the whole person from a mind-body-soul perspective. And by integrating sound, light codes, and playing within the quantum field of realities, she's able to pull together those aspects of her clients that have not been realized or fully integrated. And this approach allows healing to occur on all levels of being down to the level of the DNA and beyond. And this integrative approach also allows for those on the autism spectrum to heal and be seen sometimes for the first time. So we're going to do all that and more. I'm excited. I just want to like, okay, let's start because this, this is a, it's a heavy duty topic. I'll be honest. So it's like, it's like some, some of it is like goes above my head. It's like, okay, let's talk about the role of the ego, the mind and the body consciousness. But, and especially about, you know, how we can use the different roles to our advantage to bring us more ease at this time. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that and whatever else comes up. <laughs> that is a lot of information. But when we think about what consciousness is, it's just packets of energy and that we are conscious creators here we can redefine any role of our human aspects of self that we want we just haven't played around in that field yet because we didn't know it was possible so i would i'm um for those of you who are new to my work or are new to me here i'm a sound healer so when i speak it often kind of feels like a warm blanket it's encompassing you and it's it's the way my matrix was designed specifically so that i could work with um, autism and star children and things like that. I bring in high packets of highly condensed energy and I run it through my matrix and it like my matrix unzips it for the human collective. And so they did a lot of work on they meaning the archangels and Pleiadian light beings and, and all these other beautiful beings of light did a lot of work on my voice box to incorporate all the different tones so that I can incorporate the whole spectrum of light 
when I speak so that all of that spectrum, that entire rainbow comes through my voice to you all. So you can integrate it and hear what you need to hear in a way that is understandable and integratable for you. So to kind of get everybody ready for that process um, and just by me speaking, you're receiving. So, but to get everyone ready and relaxed, we're gonna reset the vagus nervous system, central nervous system, all of that, because um, there's a lot going on on the planet right now. We have a war that outbroke. We've got you know, things that are coming up to be healed. Weather's doing some funky things, right? It's just bringing a lot to us. A lot of stress is coming up and anxiety, panic attacks, night terrors and such. So everyone just close your eyes. And you're going to breathe in through your heart space. And so we're going to, our inhale is going to be shorter than our exhale. So let's breathe into the count of four. And exhale to the count of eight. And breathe it all the way out. And we're just going to continue to do that for a while. And as you concentrate on that, I'm going to ask for Mother Earth to come and ground all of you for you. What we're doing too, when we're resetting this um, vagus nervous system, when we're doing this kind of breath work, we are becoming attuned to the frequency of the earth, which is about 0.1 Hertz. That way we can embody the divine wisdom and healing that's going to come through today. So now let's pull in the vibration of gratitude. So something that you're grateful for. It can be anything. It can just be being here with Laura and I today, getting to share this space. I'm thankful for whoever I can see up there. The trees in the background, they're gorgeous. So breathe that in. Hi. <laughs> So everything's a vibration. So um, gratitude is a vibration. We're just gonna allow the vibration of gratitude to come in through the heart space. And we're gonna allow that vibration of gratitude to begin to expand in your chest. It's expanding down your legs and your knees, your calves, opening up the bottoms of your feet and grounding that down into the earth, connecting with that crystalline grid about six feet down into the earth, letting it wrap around the earth and then allowing her to gift back up to you. There's a whole rainbow of energy coming back up to your feet, your calves, your knees, your thighs, your hips, your abdomen on up into your chest, your shoulders, down your arms, out your fingertips and the palms of your hands, up your neck and your head. And we're just gonna gently command that all of your energy center is open to receive. So my oldest son um, was born with Down syndrome and we didn't know that until he was born and um, the first time I said his name, he turned his head and he looked at me with such clarity 
the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I know you. I looked directly at him and I was like, I know you. And in that instant, I knew that he knew me too. I can't say that I had the same connection with my other two kids. It was very different with him. Um, and I wasn't awake yet. I didn't understand energy yet. I had had spiritual experiences throughout my life that made me question religion and different things. But it wasn't until his birth that um, I really dove into wanting to understand energy because I could see how he was highly affected by my internal emotional state and the people around him, what they were feeling, he would become encompassed with whatever energy they were radiating out and it consumed him. And I also knew um, because I'm clear, I'm very clear cognizant. I've always had knowings. And one thing that entered my head from the first week that he was born, that he wasn't filtering information through his ego. And I didn't really even know what an ego was at that point, but I heard it as clearly as I'm speaking to you today. He wasn't filtering through his ego. So he didn't have the same filtration um, mechanisms in place that we had. So he would become consumed by, by whoever was around him. But because he was primarily home with me, um, I was able to see and know his brilliance because we had that strong connection in the beginning. So I could teach and accelerate his learning. By the time he was, uh, let's see, 16 months old, he could sight read close to 50 words. He, oh. right, my, my, my dad had taken him by a stained glass window and he pointed at each color on the stained glass and he said what colors they were. And this was a little boy with Down syndrome, barely a year old that was able to do this and verbalize these things. But when he started school, preschool, his teacher held such a low vibrational standard of what he was capable of because of his diagnosis, we lost everything. And as painful as it was, it was the most beautiful eye-opening experience that we in fact needed to be able to step into understanding what I'm talking to you about today. So we lost everything and that's when autism became pretty prevalent. And he was, he became who she saw. And I was like, this is not, you know, this is not the child that I know to be true for him. This is not his greatest expression of self. I could see that he became the expression that she saw. And so that led me down along with some depression I was fighting because I lost him and I had a miscarriage and other things that were occurring. Um, it led me down wanting to understand energy. And at the time I was a cardiac sonographer in a hospital, which means I looked at, at heart ener energies, basically. I looked at heart function and the physiology and different things. And I could see how if I was speaking to one of the patients that I was working with and bringing about something that would calm them down, their heart rate would come into coherence meaning it would become more rhythmic and I could get better images and their whole being would calm down. So I could see internally what was happening physiologically and I could see externally what was happening with my son. And so it led me down to study quantum physics and meditation and my greatest intention at that point was how can I help my son express the truth of who he is and have an individualized experience here because he wasn't mm -hmm. he was um, completely wrapped up in into the consciousness of the collective and I understand that 
And I understood, I had a knowing that we came here, we all came here to express the truth of who we are on an individual level and that we all have these beautiful key codes that were given to us by the divine of the divine to share with the collective, not to get covered over by the collective. And that's, it's a big difference. And so the first, one of the first things that occurred was the Pleiadian council of light came in because my son came from that. Um, he's Pleiadian. So they came in to help me understand him more. And, you know, obviously things have to shift in me first before it can shift for him because he is an ascended master teacher and those like him, they're ascended master teachers in other realms for other star nations. They're like, way above, you know, their, their level of consciousness is, is beyond anything, you know, that we're normally walking around with. And it's done purposefully so that they can hold high levels of consciousness for us as a human collective to step up into. But we'll get to that. So the first thing that the Pleiadian Council of Light came in and did for me with my ego was they took it from a fear-based place to one of just neutrality. So if you think about the frequency of fear, it's very, um, like if you're watching, if I was watching the heart rate, like an EKG or an EEG of the brain, it's very erratic and it, the frequency is kind of low and then it just, it's, it's not uniform at all. So what that does is bring disharmony to your cellular matrix in your body. It brings disharmony to your thought processes, to your neuropathways, because everything's a vibrational match. So then you have disharmonic hormones radiating through your body. So I could see how it was affecting everything. So then we just took it to a place of neutrality. So we showed them, showed them the, um, the ego, the personality, how was it affecting these different aspects of self? So I guess I should back up and kind of talk about how these aspects of self came into form would you like that Laura sure. <laughs> and also you know it's like for all of us too some of us are are you know experiencing fear or we are you know we are caught up in that fear matrix and how can we bring ourselves to neutral mm -hmm. perfect okay so we'll talk about that so first let's just um, create this inner council and our heart space. So I can talk directly to your egos and your minds and your body consciousnesses. So just imagine in your heart space that there's a round table and there's four chairs there. And we're gonna call for your mind consciousness to come forward and sit down at the table. We're gonna call for your ego, your personality consciousness to come forward and take a seat at the table. And there's quite a few um, egos that aren't wanting to sit at the table and that's okay. We're gonna honor where they're at right now. So we're just gonna let them kind of stand behind the chair and we're just gonna see them and witness them. And then we're gonna ask for your body consciousness to come forward and sit down at the table. And it's often the most quiet, but it, it needs a lot of work too. Now we're gonna ask for your spirit to come forward and sit down at the table. I'm gonna ask for Archangel Michael to come stand 
the table behind these four seats and your higher self is overseeing this table. Beautiful. So how these came into form, when a spirit starts to descend down into the body, it starts to descend down into a double helix, but it takes about three months to fully come down into the body. So as the fetus is developing in the womb space, so just picture that, just picture a fetus developing in the womb. There is an aspect of the spirit that does come down and that carries a certain frequency that attaches to that baby body. And what starts to happen is we pull from the DNA within the earth plane itself of our ancestral line from our father. There's a thing called harmonic resonance in physics, like attracts like. So as your spirit comes down into the body, it's pulling from these different libraries that lie within the earth plane. So it's pulling from the DNA library of your father. It's pulling from the DNA library of your mother. It's also pulling from this beautiful library that lies within the womb space of the earth that has held on to frequencies for you from past incarnations. And so all these start to come back to that body due to harmonic resonance coming back into the body. And it starts to define your ego, these past experiences. And you have frequencies coming in from the mother and the environment around you into that baby body. Everything's frequency, everything's energy. It's coming into the fetus and the body doesn't know necessarily how to work with these frequencies. So the body sends it up to the mind and the brain's starting to develop because everything's a vibrational match. These frequencies go up to the mind and start firing um, electrical conductions called neuropath and forming neuropathways. And as these neuropathways form, you have subconscious belief systems starting to form that are a vibrational match to all this information coming in. And so the ego is starting to form and its job is to keep this human container safe. So it starts looking at the subconscious belief systems. It starts looking at the neuropathways and it starts looking how other egos are operating in the environment around it. And it takes those systems, it takes those programs on to be true for your human container. And so if there's feelings of unworthiness coming from your mother, if there's feelings of fear of survival coming from her root chakra, you're feeling those, you're integrating those in, in your ego is taking those on to be true for you and starts operating from a fear-based space. It's not the ego's fault. No one told it, it could operate differently. No one told your body consciousness how to move energy. No one told your mind how to process the energy that your body was sending it. No one told your ego that those subconscious programs were never yours to begin with. It was just doing what it saw everyone else doing. And so that's how we came in, come into form. And so what's needing to be done and, and, and what my son showed me how to do was, no, he wasn't processing through that ego. So he didn't have anything telling him who he was and who he wasn't. He was just everything around him. 
right? So that ego is so important. It really is important to have an individualized experience here. We're just needing to shift its role and to teach it how to operate differently so that it can become a healing container for us and to assist us in our ascension process here and that our egos can ascend too. Because when our physical body dies, part of our body consciousness absorbs back into the earth, those molecules that make us up, the frequencies that they held, they absorb into the earth and they go back into those libraries. But some of that body consciousness also ascends with us to these other realms. Our, some hard parts of our mind consciousness go with us as well as our ego and personality. That's why when people cross over, they still can sometimes be attached to physical things here on earth because we don't just disassociate. We are still, um, we're still in this unified state when we pass over. But we can switch and redefine how they all work together now in this present moment, which is what we're being asked to do so that we can fully become embodied here. Because when we look to the stars and we wish that we were on a different planet and we wish that we were back with, you know, the other ascended masters or the angels or wherever we came from, we're not being present and living here. So if we spend our whole lives doing that, then when we cross over, we're gonna look back at our lives here and be like, crap, I gotta go do it again. I didn't express myself to the truest expression of myself and I could have done better. I could have known myself in a new way that I didn't do because I was so wrapped up into who I used to be. And now we're just being asked fully embody and live in this now moment and express those truest core um, frequencies that we are. And so we have all this anxiety coming up. We have all this panic coming up and it, most of it sits locked in our root chakra because it's been all survival energy. So we bring our ego's awareness and we begin to talk to it like it's a person. And we show it these frequencies that keep coming up and we show it how those frequencies are interacting with the body consciousness. And we can show the ego, look, this is causing so much disruption. This is causing disharmony within my cellular matrix. It's causing disharmony to how my brain is operating and the thought forms that are going through it. I need you to filter this information out for me because this is causing harm. And so we introduce your ego to your spirit, to those true core frequencies of who you are. And we say, look, this is the only thing that's true for my container. These frequencies in here, this is the only thing that's true for us. All that external information that's coming in, even those programs in the subconscious mind, those were never true for me. And so then we give your ego permission to expand out around your energy field. And its job becomes to filter, filter the information that comes in through compassion. So it can see the frequencies coming in from the external environment, no matter how disruptive or disharmonic they are, it's not gonna judge them. It's just gonna recognize that, oh wait, 
that's someone that's out of alignment with their truth and that's okay. I'm just gonna redirect that information back to them with love and compassion without judgment, knowing that that's just not a vibrational match for me in my human container. So then your ego, it almost feels like, um, like a sense of purpose and a sense of joy for the first time because we're reconnecting it to this higher aspect of itself and it gets to expand and grow with us and help us. And it itself is a healing container. And so then the next step of that is really honoring our body consciousness because our body is basically a macro organism. Over 90% of our body is made up of bacteria and parasites and viruses. And they had to conform and um, basically separate from their original aspects of self just to survive. Because if you think about all the pollutants that we've put upon the planet, think about all the, you know, like Roundup and things like that, those chemicals are meant to kill things, including the bacteria that make up our body. So if you think about the frequency of those chemicals, they're extremely disharmonic in nature. And so if you take a pure protozoa that has this beautiful high vibrational frequency and it's trying to survive something like that is meant to kill things, it has to adapt to survive. And so all the bacteria, everything that's made up this physical container has had to completely adapt and change and restructure to something that's lower vibrational frequency just to survive the earth plane. And our bodies, these bacteria, they are grieving the loss of their own connection to source energy and how they used to be. Just like we grieve our connection and how we used to feel when we lived in these other realms before we came to earth, our bodies feel the same way. All these organisms that make up this incredible container we call the human body, they are grieving too. And so we need to go back and re, um, and part of the, the big group class that I'm doing is resurrecting the original blueprint and bringing that divine union back to the physical body so that we can continue to expand and grow and build trust within this physical container to continue to expand the truth of who we are. And as we do, as all these working parts come together, we begin to expand out into our physical, it's not really a physical container, into our bio field, our auric field. And when we do that, there's incredibly, um, well, it's pure source technology that begins to turn on, not just in our field, but in that etheric rim that lies all around our field, whatever your name for that, cathartic, etheric, just outermost edge, whatever you want to call it. There's technology within that rim that gets turned on. And so Two, it's a different way of learning how to connect with your angels and with your guides and to channel. We think, and we have up to this point, because it's been true for us, that we've been channeling, like bringing information down from the crown in. And so it's always outside of us. 
Now we are expanding our root chakra and building trust, knowing who we are, this deep connection with the earth, this deep connection with our body. And as we expand that out, we begin to recognize that we are them, they are us. So the information, and I took a small group through this so they could feel it and know it and understand it recently we can download from the inside up. So we bring this information, this channeling um, up from the root, up through the lower chakras, up to your heart. And then that comes out through your mouth. So it's a different way of, it's a different way of channeling. It's a different way of being with your guides. It's a different way of embodying the information here on earth. So does that make sense, Alora? That was a lot of information I just spewed out. Oh, no, but it's awesome. It's a totally different way of processing, of looking at things, of you know, approaching who we are, right? And also approaching how we channel, how we connect to our guides, the information we bring through. Totally different than what most of us have been taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love it. It's just been a learning curve. We had to know the first, you know, that, that old way first. So then we could embody this and it's, um, I'm just feeling into it. It's been completely set up by these star children that have been coming in and they've been coming in for a while, just building this collective consciousness, just building it and building it so that we could then step up into it. And they're never going to embody the same way we are. You know, they, when you, you know, what started a, a big part of this journey for me was watching them try to come in through the old chakra system. We each carry different frequencies, right? And we're spinning when we, when we come down, their frequencies were so high that when they came in and tried to embody in these lower chakras, like they would hit it and they would just bounce off and then they would be kind of stuck outside of their energy field or they would come in crooked and they weren't able to process emotions still aren't unless we like help them integrate fully um, they aren't able to verbalize and communicate as well and it's because one we needed to upgrade the chakra system and, and get everything set up so that they can come into alignment but two because they're not channeling from above down they're expanded out into their container and that i mean they had to do it first there's always way showers right they've been the way showers they had to do it first i had to figure it the hell out because i had no idea what was you know how to I, i've never had a mentor my son's been my mentor and um the more i could step back and just understand that i know nothing and be a pure channel and just allow myself to go with the flow and to play in this um, different way of seeing things, then I could begin to understand we're all moving to this. We're all going to be moving to this more expanded, more expanded way of being and of downloading information. It's not even a download anymore. It's already within us. It's just expansion into it. It's about accessing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you're right, it, it, you know, like, and, and, and we talk about this, and I, I, you know, this is something I've been trying to verbalize myself and with with my own clients and groups as well. It's like it's not about, you know, 
getting from up there because we are, you know, the ascended masters, we are source, we are creator. So it's not about, and we are light. So it's not like about getting light from up there. It's about, you know, I've been saying, but expanding out and accessing that light, tapping into that light. But yeah, you know, the way you shared it was beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. And a lot of people are still afraid, or maybe not a lot, but some people are still afraid to tap into Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they don't want to do that. Right. And that's so sad because she has held on to this wisdom for us for so long, waiting for the day for us to reconnect with her. You know, the womb space of where she, of, of where these libraries that our DNA comes from, that these wisdom codes come from, has never been tainted by humanity. And I think that's what most people are scared of. It's, it's a sacred, safe space. It is the creator's space. It's incredible and it's beautiful. And it has these divine libraries that actually we haven't had a lot of access to. I remember the first time I, I took a client there, um, like a dragon flew us down and I was like, I don't even know where we're going. And there was a dragon guarding the library. And before we could even open the doors to the library, there was an initiation and the dragon blew this fire over us so that we could be cleansed before we could even enter it. And um, just the divine wisdom that she has held for us is insane. So if you think about every lifetime that we've ever lived, it doesn't matter how much pain there was in that lifetime. There is wisdom to be learned from that pain. And I'm not saying it was fun. It's still not fun, but there is wisdom within that, that, that we can only experience here on earth, that other realms, they don't get to experience that. That's why so many, so many souls want to come here to, to learn from that to know their God self in a completely different way that you can't get anywhere else. And so as our bodies, when our physical bodies die and they disintegrate into the earth, those wisdom codes that we have held, they have descended down in her. And she took those and she's held on to those for us, dating back to the time of Lemuria, dating back to the Atlantean timeline. And so it's now what we're asked to do as we begin to heal and integrate our physical container and resurrect these original blueprints and this divine union um, within, we get to access all of that wisdom and bring that back to us to be integrated. And it's, it, there's so much star wisdom in there, right? There's so much star wisdom. There's galactic beautiful incredible energies within her because she's a galactic being and so we think that that's all out here well that's down there too and we have the elementals we haven't even spoken about the elementals there's libraries of the elementals that you pull from often from the lifetimes that you've lived with them and they can teach us how to be master manifestors because they're amazing at it and they can do it from a physical level because they're here on this plane with us you know in a different dimension but it helps us and it learn, helps us learn from it. And so it was by tapping into the elemental realm and I can feel them here now, they helped me work with my mind to teach me how to cement in what I want to create. And that's gonna be another class. That's the, the class on the fifth and there'll be replays if you can't make them live. 
and it doesn't, and everyone on this re, that listens to this replay receives the same healing because it's all, you know, container. So we pull from these different realms and we, we embody them because we are them. We are expanding out to them. And so there's nothing to be feared from connecting with the earth. There's only something to be lost if you don't. You know, if you if you go and you leave this earth plane and you're on the other side, you're going to look back and you'd be like, I wish I would have. So now I need to go back and retry again. When I thought about, um, it was Archangel Michael that brought it to my awareness. And I was like, why'd you do that? You know, so um, every time that I've taken my business to the next level, I started out saying, oh, I only do this. I just help you connect with your spirit so that you can expand. Because I, I didn't want to say, oh, I do light language. I can do the light language of the dragons or the Andromeda or the angels or, you know, whatever. You know, I didn't want to, I was too scared to say that of judgment. And when I, but then, because I didn't want to make someone else uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was denying myself, you know, I didn't want to make, my family uncomfortable. I didn't want to make my husband uncomfortable be, to be seen as a certain way. But then when you think about, so Archangel Michael showed me, me laying on my deathbed and he's like, are you going to be happy that you made other people feel comfortable? Or would it be more fulfilling if you knew that you were your greatest expression of self? Wow. Yeah, I just got tingles all over and I have tears in my eyes because it's uh, it's true. How how often, how many times have we, you know, stopped ourselves, limited ourselves? You know, <clears throat> one of the things, you know, like I always said, I'm not a healer. I'm not a healer. I'm not a healer. I'm not psychic. I'm not psychic. I'm not psychic. Because then there's like all the judgments and all the expectations and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, <laughs> I am a healer. You know, so it's like, just fucking, sorry, just embrace it. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I I am psychic. Just embrace it, right? But it's like we we stop ourselves from being all that we can be because of the fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of like what will people think? What will people say? What are they gonna ask of me? What are they gonna want from me now if I say I'm this? If I declare that I'm this or I'm that? And it's like you know it it stops you from being you, right? And so it's like, I I just had that awareness earlier today. It's like. I'm just going to embrace it. I am a healer. I am psychic. I am this. I am that. I, that's it. I'm done. I'm done trying to play small. I'm trying. I'm done trying to fit into other people's idea of who and what I should be. Exactly. And so that's when you would bring your ego into the conversation. You'd be like, look, this is the truth of who I am. Let's get on. You get your ego on board and your ego gets excited. It's like, oh, okay. Awesome. I get to not fear or not play into other people's fear about their own rejection of self, right? The only reason why that comes into our field is because someone else is feeling and knowing and seeing where they haven't expressed themselves. And so they're projecting that out. And, and so my cat is asking, yes, or what if I'm not good enough as it? Again, is that yours or is that somebody else's projection of, you know, of not being good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And that's someone else's projection. That's not true for you. You are a divine creator here, Kat. So there's no way you couldn't be good enough as is. Yeah. It's just these outside programming. So you call your ego and your mind in and you talk to them and you say, that's look at the frequency 
of not enough. Do you see how that's disharmonic? So everybody can do that right now. We're gonna call forward the frequency of not enough, of lack, of limitation. And look how disharmonic that is when it comes into the center of the table. So we'll bring that frequency into the center of your table. And all these human aspects of self, the ego, the mind, and the body consciousness, you can all look at that frequency. Then compare that frequency back to your spirit. And do you see how they're not a vibrational match? Not enough is bringing disharmony and dysfunction to your frequency. It's not true for you. It's absolutely not true for you. It never has been. It's someone else's projection onto you. So then when your ego and your mind see that, they can let it go. Or, you know, somebody else's projection or, you know, part of what, you know, in the collective, a lot of people have that thought form of not being good enough. And, you know, we're not going to go into the, you know, political stuff about it being an implant, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's there, right? But we don't have to choose it anymore. No. Right? We don't have to choose that anymore. And we can, you know, you know like, like Randy says, amazing eloquence in that last share. Absolutely. Right? And the thing is, you know, are you willing to have that dialogue? Kat, I think you're unmuted. Kat? Nope, okay. <laughs> just, just making sure. I know it happens sometimes. We can do some live Q&A now because everyone's um, human aspects are on board and listening. And then pretty much this whole thing has been an activation, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, so Brenda was asking, what can we do to process these heavy emotions and energy? I have been unusually emotional and depressed. Okay. And so this goes into, you know, one of the, um, classes I taught and it's in package C is teaching your body how to use the infinity sign to move emotion through it instead of it getting stuck into it. And so your body becomes its own healer and it learns how to gain the divine wisdom from the heavy emotions, but then release them. So, um, so you're also taking on planetary heavy emotions and it's kind of getting stuck in your root chakra. So, this would be you talking directly to your root chakra and telling it that it's not its job to carry the collective consciousness, survivalist energy there. And so I'm just kind of um, sending that message to it now. I felt it, I, I felt it in my root chakra, yeah. And so it's right there. And that's, I'll tell the story of my son here in a second. Just let me uh, work on this a little bit. So imagine a um, infinity sign and, and also what needs to be taken out are a lot of enmeshments. And we do this in the small groups that I offer in package A or well, any of it, you would get enmeshments. There's enmeshments to some ancestral along like the father side and stuff along with that. And enmeshments are like sheets of energy that they look like chain link fences to me. It's kind of like interwoven. Mm -hmm. And so we release those um, from the collective too, along with the ancestral stuff, but you can run an infinity sign from your root chakra down to the earth and invite the earth in to be a part of this process with you and to take this and to transmute it back into love for the highest good of everyone involved. So you can just run an infinity sign 
And you, you don't want to do it like super fast because your root chakra isn't super fast, but we can just kind of run it gently. Just imagine like a golden infinity sign from your root chakra to your knees down to the ground. And giving your root chakra permission to let go. So much of what we're learning how to do is to fully let go so that we can bring in a different manifestation, learning a new way of giving and receiving, a full embodiment of giving and receiving. Beautiful. So I see someone um, named Joy. Is there a way to help a loved one with cancer? It's cutting off the line. How do I stay focused and bring healthy energy? Thank you. And so Joy, I would invite you to see him the way you could imagine Jesus seeing another. I see Laura releasing. <laughs> yep. Um, Jesus, okay. So I'm going to bring in a story of what occurred about three weeks ago with my oldest son and uh, the witnessing that happened and the healing that occurred because of it. So about three weeks ago, we were at a baseball tournament. My middle son plays pretty high level, super competitive baseball. And we were at a baseball tournament. And so the emotions at these tournaments, they're insane. I've started taking Mondays off from clients because I am like, emotionally I'm like physically spiritually drained after all the work I have to do at these tournaments um I call them baseball hangovers but anyway it's like um my oldest son was on the playground that was there and he was getting bullied and he was being called names he was getting baited he was being asked to play with the kids that were there and then they would immediately tell him to stop and start calling him names and this is something that we've actually never experienced before. And so I went over to the playground and I was fully ready to just go badass mom and like bark down their throats. But what came out instead, because I, I brought my son, I held his hand and then I called all the kids off the playground. There are like 15 to 20 of them there. And I, I had them come stand by me and they formed the semicircle around me. And I could have had fear about what are all these parents gonna say? You know, I'm the one that has a child that's different. You know, it could have been all this negative mind chatter that said, who do you have the right to, to call out all these kids? But I did it anyway. And so I asked for all these kids to stand by us and stand around us. And what came out of my mouth was, what did it feel like? And what has it felt like in your lifetime when you've had a sibling or a friend call you a name that made you hurt inside. And you could see all their eyes just drop and their shoulders slump as they brought up that emotion of what it felt like to them to be bullied in some way, to be belittled in some way. And I just stood there and I witnessed their pain. I didn't judge it. I didn't try to take it from them because you know, we oftentimes want to take pain from someone. I just stood there and I witnessed it. And what it allowed them to do was to then see themselves in my son, see themselves in someone that was different from them, understanding that they had shared the same experience, that they shared the same energy, that they shared the same pain. And in that moment, they came into unity consciousness and me just being a witness to that 
there was a whole lot of healing that happened. And then the next question that I asked was, who here likes to play? And everyone's hands shot up. And I said, my son loves to play too. He may not be able to verbalize it and understand and be able to keep up with the kind of play that you're playing, but he loves to play. And so then everyone's faces lifted and everyone started to smile. And he went over to go dig and these kids just followed him and sat in the earth and dug with him. They were smiling, they were calm, but they were playing in the earth, reconnecting with the earth, just letting go. So it took about three weeks to come full circle. Well, it was like two and a half weeks. So two and a half weeks went by and I knew my son was still in some pain over the situation, but I didn't try to take it from him because I knew there was something else that needed to be processed and to be understood. And what happened was um, he had ear infections because he needs to get these ear tubes out. People with Down syndrome, they tend to have smaller tubing, like internal tubing. So they usually put ear tubes in to help drainage and, and help them hear. Well, he's had his in for a while and his body's, his body's done with them and, he, and they want, his body wants them to leave. So we were on medication to, to start this process so that we could take these out and just let his body be and heal. Well, that medication caused him to have a bowel obstruction and um, he was in so much pain and spasming nonstop for like a week. And I kept talking to his body consciousness and trying to help him and figure out what was happening. But it wasn't until he was ready to let go and I had come into a new understanding of what was occurring. So the precursor was that pain he felt on the playground of not being heard, not having control over his environment and not being understood. Well, when he was um, six weeks old, he had to have surgery on his lower bowels because he was born without any nerve cells in the bottom two centimeters of his colon. But because I wasn't consciously aware, I didn't ask his body if it was okay if we cut that part of his colon out. I didn't ask him as a spirit, as a soul, if he wanted the surgery. We just went ahead and did it because we knew it had to be done. And so there was so much anger over him not having any control from being a baby over that experience. He held on to that and it was the same emotion that he felt on the playground, which was an experience that needed to happen so that we can dive into his root chakra and his um, survivalist energy of needing control over his body, over his environment. And so I had to talk to his protozoa. I had to talk to the, the bacteria and things that make up the colon. I had to talk to his colon and I had to talk to his body consciousness. And I had to tell it that I was so sorry that I never asked permission to have surgery, to do these things. And that I saw them now, and then I resurrected their original blueprint and brought it back for him to reintegrate, and he just let go. He just completely let go, and a beautiful healing took place, but it was on his terms. It was in the timeline that he needed, and there was light in that healing. There was light in that whole experience that I needed to share with you all today. 
So when it comes to this person having cancer, it's being there to witness all of him or her, witness all of their pain. Don't try to fix it. Just be a witness and honor it and honor the grief that it feels and has felt up to this point and just see all of it. And then you'll be guided to go, know what to do from there. But first is just to be a witness to it and honoring it and not trying to take that experience away from them. Because that's what we want to do. We want to eliminate pain for people, right? As healers yeah. here, as healers here. We want to save them from discomfort, pain, stress, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is about witnessing because it's something that they're choosing as well. Mm -hmm. Right? So honoring their choice and honoring their experience. And then from that space, something else will come up. Yeah, Joy says, wow, beautiful. Thank you. Very powerful. I'm in tears. Oh, of course. I'm not surprised. Um, there was a question from Angela about how do we know and activate our unique soul signature? I'm glad you raised the issue of voice coming from within. I get a feeling at night, especially that my vocal cords are singing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where's her name at? It helps me if I see it. Angela is, is uh, Angela is the one with, oh, where are you, Angela? It's with the background of like the lake and the. Look at you. Okay. So Angela, for you and for all of us, what happens with these programs that come in from the external environment, what happens when our ego is out of alignment with our spirit is that our unique soul signature, these, um, these codes that were gifted to us by the divine of the divine, they get covered over and wrapped around. And it, to me, sometimes I visualize it as like, um, like bushes with thorns, you know, it's covering up its ability, the frequency's ability to expand by all these distortion energies that have come in telling you who you're not or who you're supposed to be, all these constricted, re restrictive energies and programs. And so it's about letting those go, digging in and bringing your human aspects on board to let those go, to dissolve those, to remember that that's not the truth of who you are. So that as to let those dissolve and go. And as we unwind, unmesh, detangle, untangle all this mess that we've all created for ourselves, right? We were all a part of it. Um, as we untangle all of that, then, then it naturally begins to expand. And so like in the group class, we will, as we untangle and wind all that density, we expand that out. And as that begins to expand out, it fills up your entire container. And it actually then connects into your outermost rim and um, activates. And so then as energies come in, as energies come in, instead of us connecting with another person by allowing their energy to come into our auric field and then you know intuitively knowing, intuitively reading another person, it, their energy stays outside of our field and we just use the information that comes into that rim. We allow ourselves to trigger back through our auric field, just our own energy, our own knowing, the own, our own um, understanding of the information coming in um, to read the energy in the room, to read the energy of someone else. 
Does that make sense? Instead of letting other people's energies come in to us to understand another person, our own energy is telling us, giving us this information so that we don't become entwined, intermixed, entangled, and enmeshed with another person anymore. We become our own solid container and our own intuitive knowing center instead of um, connecting in with and understanding someone else's energy. So it's all about deprogramming, working with the subconscious mind, working with the ego, working with the body consciousness itself to deconstruct and eliminate these densities that we've roped around the core truth of who we are so that that can then expand out into our field and our energy field becomes this pretty solid, beautiful container. Um, and then your ego lies outside of that container and becomes a filtration system too for the container. Makes sense. And, and Angela says it makes sense, but it's not easy. Well, it's not a one-time shot, right? It's not one process thing, right? It's something you do on a regular basis or, you know, as often as you can. Right. And that's kind of why I um, made the packages the way I made them because it's two, like package A is two group processes and then two small groups, which there's only like four to five people in a small group. So you can ask me um, questions within that. And what happens with those is like they, well, the guides always say who goes first. And so someone, let's say like Angela was in the small group and she went first. Well, she would open up a portal of they would take us on some journey. Maybe they would take us to this realm of different colors. And in that realm, we would work on something for her, but something for everybody in that group. And then they would bring forward the next person that would take us to this other realm where this healing would take place or an awareness would take place. And it builds upon each other so that all of your egos, all of your body consciousnesses are learning from each other and just building and understanding um, the healing, the healings go so deep with those, but that's why I sh it's not like Alora said, it's not a one stop shop with one, like one understanding. Think of how many eons and thousands of years we've been doing the opposite, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a while to, to do it's possible. It's possible. So mm -hmm. don't and it's hope. going so, I have to say like, it's going so much faster now mm -hmm. than it did started i mean it's going so much faster than when i started i mean we can do it in like four classes you're gonna like you can look at yourself in an entirely different way than i had to work through it for like a few years but it, <laughs> yeah it's different um, now and, and marie says i had a most profound unique session with erica a few weeks ago too much to even explain here i'm sure you know um but thank you marie for for sharing that uh caroline you had your hand raised forever <laughs> you want to unmute yourself? She's like, I'm trying. I'm not sure. Hello, hello. There you go. Hi, hi. Hi. <laughs> Caroline here with um, what we discussed earlier. Do you need me to refresh or? No. Okay. So Caroline asked um, how we manifest with the mind or what's the new way of manifesting. And we talk directly to the mind. And so we'll be doing this in the large group, the second class on the second day, after we get 
you know, everything on board and working in that, in that way, but we access the mind and then we, we picture, and it needs to be an incremental step so that the mind can adjust to it. So we access the mind and we, and we show it what we want to manifest. So say it's a certain dollar amount. Let's not start with like $5 million. We could start with like $5,000 or $500, you know, something that, that you can kind of rope your mind around. You would show it what the frequency of that is and remind your mind that it's just a frequency. That's all it is. So we, um, usually what we tend to do is continually project what we want out into the future because we, we don't feel like we have it yet. We're like, I want to manifest this, but it's in front of me. I want to manifest this, but it's in front of me. So I have to pull that back into me. Well, we teach our minds and we teach our body consciousness that we already have it. It's just a frequency. It's in my field already. It's already here. I already have it. And if I already have that frequency in my field, it can't help but manifest because it has to. That's how physics works. It lines up the molecules in my physical environment to make that be made manifest. And then you'll feel it. So we go through this little process and then you'll feel it actually cement in your mind as already being there because it realizes it's just a frequency. And you can pull that frequency in and you cement it in your mind. And then you cement it, you can root it down to your root chakra and we work it our way back up so that that frequency is within us already here now. It's not outside of us. It's the only way and it's, it's from um, that elemental realm. It's the first time I've ever been able to manifest and like double my income like crazy fast. It's because it's it's the first time I've ever actually felt it happen now. Like it's already here. People talk about that. You have to experience it like it's already here. Well, I couldn't ever quite get there. It just always still felt out there, right? So if we, if we talk and work directly with the mind, because the mind is the one that's always thinking, 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 right? But we can relax the mind to already knowing, already building the neural pathways, we can direct it and say, this is what I need from you. We're giving our mind permission to be our healer for us. We're giving the mind permission to aid us here in our ascension process. We're giving you your mind direction on what it needs to do. So is that kind of like the process we did earlier where we were sitting at the round table and we brought in the frequency of not enough and mm -hmm. then cleared that out? But in this time, it's the frequency of whatever it is that we want. We bring that frequency into the table and show it to the mind, et cetera, right? Yeah. So when we ask for this frequency, let's say a dollar amount, right? If we've never experienced having manifested that dollar amount, how do we show the mind what that feels like? Or is it just demanding or, at, or asking for it? So is there a feeling that has to be, so how to show the, the mind the frequency of, I don't know, $5,000, for example? Okay, so it would be like, um, and this is kind of, you know, the first couple of times, it's hard to explain like right now, but it would be like taking the pressure off of having to feel it because we're always trying to feel, we're trying to feel it, we're trying to feel it. And, it, and it creates all this pressure and it creates almost like a stress around it. So if we break it down to, it's just a frequency, that's all it is. 
So we ask for our angels, for our guides to show us, to bring us this frequency. What does it look like? We're not going to try to do anything with it. Just show me what it is. So we bring the frequency into the round table. We introduce it to everybody at the table. We look at this frequency and see if this frequency is bringing our internal soul signature. Is this bringing us harmony? Is this going to bring us peace? Is this going to bring us joy? Is going to bring us upliftment on a whole human container level? Then it's safe to bring in. It's safe to submit in. It's safe to have in my container this frequency. And then you can start to um, teach you how to weave it through your chakra system. So then you feel the emotion come in after and embody the emotion. Because if it, you know, money has a pretty high frequency, it feels when you tap into the frequency of money, it feels really good. And so it naturally happens. You're not trying to do it. You're not like putting all this pressure on yourself to feel it. It just naturally happens because you embody it. It's different. You're not bringing it from the outside in. You fully embody that frequency and you incorporate it into the chakras. And so then you can cement it then into the mind and the mind can, you give the mind permission to build the neural pathways on your behalf. Make sense, Caroline? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Good, thank you. And that, that last little bit, <laughs> it just caught, you teach the mind, you tell the mind to build the neural pathways. Mm -hmm. You give it permission. Yeah. Give your mind permission. We're, We've been trying to do this whole directing and directing all these different aspects of ourselves. Well, we can, you know, like a good manager, you know, allows people to help them, right? So that they can expand and grow. Well, our human container wants to help us. It wants direction. It wants to be its own healer and feel empowered. Your mind wants to feel empowered. Your ego wants to feel empowered in a way that's uplifting. And so we can give it direction on what to do and how to embody and expand. So you can talk to your mind that way and it can become a healing container for you. We're gonna take two more quick questions. So Rebecca, because I think we still want to do a process, right? Are we, is there yeah. another process we wanted to do? Can I just finish a, a quick thing, Lara? Yeah, yeah, go so ahead. This, because you said when you bring the, that to the mind and, and you bring it into the container, the, the somewhere where I may have the words wrong, you said that if it fits in your container, if it's, is that the same as it's if it's for your highest good kind of thing? it'll come in or does it just come in whether it's for the highest good or not? Well, no. So you're giving your body and your ego and your mind, you're giving them directive to look at the frequency. Is this frequency going to bring my unique soul signature? Is it bringing it harmony or is it bringing it disruption? Because everything carries a frequency and the frequency is either uniform and harmonic in nature, or it's going to, it's disharmonic. And if it's harmonic in nature, beautiful. We can incorporate that. We can work with that. If it's not, then no. And you can just ask, is this harmonic? If you don't get like you know, an intuitive knowing of it, if it's harmonic or not, you can ask, is it, if this is harmonic, let's bring it in, let's work with it. 
thinking, I, I'm thinking I too much. Tomorrow, you know, there's there's certain things that I've asked for for a few years, you know, and I know that we're in new har harmonics now and all that, and I am as well, uh, having healed so much. So, so I would ask when it doesn't happen, does that mean that I'm doing it wrong to the mind or that it's not supposed to happen? Like, where's the, uh, no, it's, it's not that it's not supposed to happen. It's that somewhere in your energy field, you're still stuck to, I'm not worthy of receiving this. And I can tell you there's an enmeshment down above your left rib that's pulling in. It kind of comes up to your um, throat chakra. You need to like work on that and, and take that out. And you're just going to, that's something that they're wanting you to work through. Um, it seems like that's the last last piece of it and so it's pulling way down to like your ovaries so you're just going to want to drop into there and release that last bit of i'm not worthy of receiving it actually cuts through to the left side now the enmeshment it's like in your um, diaphragm. I mean, it's going up your left ribs, totally encased. And it's just another level of I'm not worthy. I know you've done so much work around this. It's just another level that you're being gifted the opportunity to see so that you can release it. So I know you can feel that right now. We're just going to continue to release it. And just keep breathing and allowing. And so this is for everyone. When we have enmeshments from, from other lifetimes, from people, places, and things, these enmeshments are also stuck to that etheric rim that I was talking about earlier, that rim that, that encases us, that's at the outside of our auric field. So we have to show this is um, um, one of the processes we invite your spirit to look from the inside out and your ego to look from the outside in at this rim to see where the distortions are at so that they can work together to be like, oh, look where this is discolored. Look where energy is not flowing through it. We need to release that from whatever person, place, or thing. So um, it's another way that you become your own healing container and having these aspects work together. So that would be your next step. Thank you. All right, uh, Rebecca. Oh, thank goodness you put your name in because like it was always RB something or other, and I'm like <laughs> RB standing there. Yeah, when I yeah. first signed in, it uh, signed me up with my email, and I didn't really. I just stumbled across it today where I was able to change it. <laughs> Good. All right, Rebecca. I'm a healer. I'm not a techie. Yeah, 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 that's okay. <laughs> I'm both. I'm a healer and I'm Jackie. Wow. But go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry I hopped on late. I didn't realize the time was going to be a little bit late uh, earlier, but, and I think this is a question that may relate to a lot of people. <clears throat> I have a roommate, a male roommate who's very toxic. He's a narcissist. And I'm, <laughs> I've been working really hard to get him out of my field and doing all this internal work. And I think I'm almost there. Um, he may be leaving the end of June. Um, but just this whole entangled thing, you know? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's the question? Just a second, well, Erica. Like how to, like what is it that's blocking the final dissolution of this connection? And what are the next steps? You know, what do I need to do or know in, in order to expedite that? Okay. So let's just ask for Archangel Michael to come in and he's going to stand standing off to your left. We're going to start clearing above your crown chakra where this enmeshment is at. And this, you know, what has your experience been like with men starting from an early age? Extremely abusive and toxic. Mm -hmm. Sexual abuse starting at 24 months old. Mm -hmm by my father and a whole group of his friends. Mm -hmm. And so that entanglement, that enmeshment is still there to those frequencies. So we're gonna go ahead and begin to release those off the top of you. So we can do all this inner work and it can be beautiful and we can release cords, but if these enmeshments are still there, then it, it just keeps causing, you know, a recycling of experiences. So we're just gonna, you know, atoms of energy are sticky. So we're nothing but particles of energy and atom, physical atoms that make us up, they're, they're sticky, they're electromagnetic in nature and they form these bonds. And that's how these enmeshments occur and they can follow us through different lifetimes. So we're needing to actually break the bonds energetically that our atoms of energy connect with other people's atoms of energy. So we'll just continue to break those now. And then your next step would be, it's kind of coming down and all over your left eyebrow. So you can feel it kind of lifting up at you. They're lifting it up just enough so that you can feel it. And so you can feel that pressure above the left side of your head. And they're going to lift it up even further so you can feel it being lifted off so you know what this feels like. And they're doing this for quite a few of you right now. They're just wanting you to know what these sheets of enmeshments feel like so that you can begin to identify where they're stuck in your matrix. So we're pulling off all these men off of you off all of their energetic matrix off of you, pulling off all of those enmeshments off of you. <sighs> Breaking all bonds, contracts, vows, oaths, and agreements you ever made with these enmeshments with these beings of light across all lifetimes <sighs> to carry them forward. Feel. feel clean <laughs> and it's yeah it's still pretty clean and it's still coming there's quite a few layers of it so they're just going to continue to pull that off and so let's just go into this group healing for everyone right now this will be the group healing today we're going to begin to pull off the enmeshments of abusers 
you should go ahead and get these. You can So we're just going to begin to bring in the light codes needed to um, break these bonds of enmeshments that are no longer needed. So you can imagine the angels being around you, your guides being around you, and like there's nets that they're using to begin to pull through your energy matrix to begin to release these um, bonds. And you may see there's a big um, portal opening that they're just bringing all these souls of light through. The disincarnates that were attached to these enmeshments, the soul fragments from others, and we're just going to give those back to all the owners. Give those back to the light who's ready to let to go to the light, but they can no longer remain here. She's getting in this, getting in this, getting And we're not judging them, we're not judging the experiences, we're not judging the perpetrators. Because there have been times when we have been the perpetrator. In many different fashions and forms. At what times have we projected out hate and harm unknowingly? At what times in our lives, this lifetime and other lifetimes, have we projected out judgments that have caused enmeshments of what truth is? Right? Truth is a big one. Because what's true for me is not necessarily what's true for Laura, right? As she's yawning and letting go. So let's release those enmeshments that we've encased other people with too. So it's learning how to release and let go, right? We're learning how to release and let go on a full body container so that we can receive more of ourselves. So let's release and let go. Release and let go. It's safe to release and let go. It's safe to let that go. It's safe to let these go. They aren't who you are. You don't need them. All right, so just breathe in. Okay, so Laura, how are you feeling right now? A little bit of emotional. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, lots of emotions coming up. 
Mm -hmm. still releasing. I'm feeling, you know, a lot of uh, heaviness in my throat, you know, so I know part of that is just clearing for everybody, but uh, a lot of clearing happening in the throat as well about all those times when, yeah, there's a lot of sorrow, all those times when we couldn't express ourselves, you know, um, and this sadness is like, the sadness is, and I had this come earlier today, it's like, sometimes part of me doesn't understand how people can be cruel and mean and how they can do violent things. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I just don't get it. So that's that sadness and that grief is coming in too, to be released. Right. Yeah, so let's just continue to release that and be a witness to each other's pain and what we've experienced. And that was part of the problem. We didn't have anybody to witness. No one was there to witness for us, right? We weren't fully seen. And so we can do that for each other right now. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it is for me. It's like, when I was in a lot of uh, pain, you know, a lot of bad stuff was happening. There's nobody there to witness. And it's like, I I went through it all alone. I mean, I know spirit was there, etc., but there really was nobody else there to witness, so. Mm -hmm. I experienced the same. You know, so many of us have. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's like it's caught up in the throat. So it's like, I remember somebody was just telling me yesterday or today that, Oh, you have um, your throat chakra is blocked. It's like, how can my throat chakra still be blocked? I communicate every day. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> it's but, just another layer, right? It's just another layer coming up to be witnessed and yeah. seen. So we can release that enmeshment now. Yeah. Right. In the deep of this, can we also include not just not being seen? or everything that we just said, but I used to fly out of my body when it used to happen. And I used to sit with Jesus and Mary. And so later on, I had some wondering thoughts of, if I was with Jesus and Mary and they were watching the abuse, how that there's an entanglement there that's just like, why wouldn't they help me kind of thing. Okay. Why did they stop it or you know why did they let it happen? Because it's part of the human experience and free will here. And so we can release the shame we feel for not knowing how to stop it. We can release the shame we feel for um, our guides having witnessed or having seen us go through this experience. We can release the perpetrator's shame that I, they actually felt when they were doing it, right? Most of the shame came from how they felt internally disconnected and what they were doing and it got projected out onto us to be our shame. So we're gonna release the enmeshment of the word shame itself and all the attachments that go along with it. I 
didn't know all the stuff was going to come up today just because Rebecca asked that one simple little question. <laughs> this is so layered and we're working with the body specifically and the root chakra. So that's just all. Everyone's super activated. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so as, you know, connected to that, I think also is um, Diane's question of, you know, why am I finding it so hard to let go of the past? You know, all these things that happened in our past, when I know it's preventing me from achieve, achieving my dreams and goals. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I created those classes and the, because they're so layered, because this is so layered, we are so layered. And it's something that we have to work on, you know, from this human container level. And we've just never done that before. And so that's why Michael and um, my other guides were super specific on creating the classes. And it's going to become a course. It's package C. But those master classes teach you how to dive in and release these enmeshments. And that's why these keep coming back. It's why we kept feeling... And like class one is, is releasing the enmeshments, going into it over and over. And every time you listen to it, you're going to release on a deeper level. It's just what happens. And you learn the wording that they use because those are all channeled, basically. Um, There's specific wording to go in to help break up the energies that are keeping these entanglements there. And so we can go in and we can do all this inner healing work. But when we have these enmeshments, it just keeps dragging it back over and over again, no matter how hard we try to break free. And it's okay because we are just learning how to stand in our power. We're learning how to have that individualized experience here while still being in unity consciousness. It goes back to the autism collective and learning how to work with these human aspects of self to protect us, to work with us, to be their own healing container for us to offer our greatest expression of self so that we don't have to leave to do that. We can do that now, but it's a process. It's, it's, it's unlearning a lot of what you learn for a long time. Yeah, so it's not just like snap your fingers and it's done, right? As much as we would love that. So I just put the link in the chat for since Eric is talking a little bit about the packages. So. Um, it's available at laura.at forward slash show forward slash Erica five. So Erica, there are three packages, right? Package A is includes a large group class on June 4th, a large group class on June 5th, and two small group classes. And then package B includes everything in package A plus a 30-minute one-on-one healing session with you. And then package C is all of that plus a four-class course, self-mastery of the ego, mind, and body consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's people on here that took those four master classes, and um, and they're just they're so important. They're the new basics for our earth plane now. They're the new way of being and stepping into healing. Um, but this package was designed to to create and facilitate you becoming your own self master, your own self healer your own healing container, walking container, for your ego to become a walking container of healing for you, for your mind to learn how to manifest the life you want. But it's, it's a, 
you know, which is why there's so much, there's, there's large group help within it, which are super powerful, like we all experienced today. But then these, um, hey, Jennifer, thank you. You did shift a ton. It was amazing. So, um, but the small group classes, we go in even more individualized, but this carries you through a few months so that you don't have to keep searching and keep working with a bunch of different kind of modalities. This is you learning how to heal you. And I work really fast. My team works really fast. It's how my container was created so that I could work with my son and that, and that collective, which they work like the speed of light, obviously, because that's what they are. So um, that's why there's a lot of different options there for you, but it's really to carry you forward. And I can't say what will happen in each one. I have no idea. Sometimes we, the dragons carry us down to the womb of the earth. Sometimes we're doing deep ancestral healing. Sometimes we're doing inner child, unmeshing the inner child is a huge one. Sometimes we're bringing in the star child to teach your inner child the original way that it used to be. Some, I mean, I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's, it's based on what the, the group and what the guides want to bring in, right? Mm -hmm. yeah 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 exactly it has a lot to do with like whatever time zone we step like timeline we step into we could shift five timelines from now before between june 4th and we're just going to go with the flow and and, yeah. and work with that yeah exactly um so is there anything else about these about the packages that you wanted to talk about so the i'm just trying to look at it too so the the large group classes right mm -hmm. like like you said right now you don't have uh, like who knows what it will be, right? It'll be basically what what comes up, but it's mm -hmm. about learning how to create that roundtable, like we talked about during the call today, right? And yep. all and the other stuff. Sure. Yeah, and for sure, in that first class, we're going to be resurrecting the original blueprint of your um, of your microbiome, mm -hmm. basically all these microbiomes that that make up you, and we're going to allow for their grief to be seen and felt and witnessed. And so that your human container is fully prepped and on board to embody this new way of being human. So, um, and then the second class will be learning how to embody the manifestation and probably releasing of more enmeshments. I really have no idea. Like, we're just gonna let that, that go with the flow. And then the small group healings, those are pretty intense and amazing because like I said before, you get to pick and choose the time. I just open those up because they fill up pretty fast. Um, that way you guys could have picks of different times. But it's like, but obviously our guides put the right group of people together that need to be together. And you guys each open up a layer of healing. And as I'm working on one person, everyone's being worked on and everyone's microphones are on. So like um, sometimes I'll call out, I'll be working on, let's say Jennifer, but then Angela's on there and Angela will need to be told something. So I'll tell her something at the same time. And it just keeps, we just keep layering it. And so by the time we're at the end, it's just this magical opening and awakening for everybody. And those are about 75 minutes long. So. Awesome. Good. Thank you. So again, those, uh, um, Patches are available at laura.at forward slash show forward slash Erica five. And of course, the 30 minute session comes with package B and C. Mm. <laughs> so do you want to talk a little bit about the personal session with you a little 
just for people who have not had one. And it, um, so personal sessions, again, I leave that completely up to your higher self and, um, and your guides. And I just tune in and we get right to work. And we just, and I bring in your counsel so that you're fully embodied, you fully embody the healing. We're working with your ego, your mind and your body consciousness all at the same time. And I'm also finding that um, so many people are ready to step into their healership. And so those kinds of are wanting to start their own thing, intuitive guidance comes forward for that, how you would embody that, what would that would look like? But also um, what blocks your ego shows me that you need to let go of and heal, what it's finding, it's finding resistance to. I talk directly to these different aspects of yourself along with your higher self and um, inner child ancestral activations. I mean, I just, I have a, someone that I just worked with and his father that had passed over took us down to the Lemurian crystalline um, castle, beautiful castle. And we all stepped into the healing waters together to illuminate our, our bodies. And it was incredible. So I just, I just go with the flow and whatever yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, Jen, I just wanted to ask Jen if you would like some extra support. If we could just send her a little bit of unconditional love, light, blessings, and healing for, for Jen. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, she had written something in, in, in my um, group chat that we have for our group. And so I just wanted to uh, make sure she received all the support that she requires, she needs. Um, so just receive that, Jen. It's, it's being sent to you right now. I can feel it just going to you. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, so I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, just Jennifer, open your left hand up so you can receive it and then act like you're like physically bringing it into your heart space and tell your ego and your mind and your body consciousness that it's safe to receive. Okay. That's it. Good, thank you. All right, so um, what else do we have on our agenda for today? There was so much, right? There was like, it was a full, was. full thing that we wanted to talk about. It's like, oh my goodness, but I think we covered everything, right? Yeah, it was a lot. And it's probably something that people need to listen to more than once because there was a lot to, yeah. A lot. So because some of the stuff that we just touched on at the very end was a bit heavy, heavy duty, right? So can, do the, do your guides, you know, have a, uh, any last message for us? Mm -hmm. Just know that we'll be around you for the next 72 hours and be, and just feel free to continue to let go and hand over your pain to us. And it's a practice of full body letting go. So just continue to hand over everything that you guys are feeling to let go, continue to just literally hand it over. Feel free to hand it over to them. Archangel Michael is gonna be with you, Archangel Ariel and Raphael. And um, there's a Pleiadian council of light there, kind of like above us, just oof, swooping it, sweeping it off the planet. But Mother Earth said she can handle it as well. So she's behind you like a tree hugging you. And she said, you can feel free 
to allow me to take this from you so that I can recycle it into divine love for you and send it back to humanity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Beautiful. And so she's, she's kind of behind them. So it's, it's different ways of letting go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, and just being able to surrender and let go is such a release and such a relief, right? Just knowing that somebody, it's kind of like, you know, they've got your back, right? Your team, other earth, the Pleiadians, your guides, your higher self, they've all got your back. So you can just let go and surrender. Because and you that stuff. are them. Hmm? Because you are them. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Good. Thank you. And thank you everybody for your questions. They were awesome. They brought forward so much more uh, healing and clearing and releasing than, um, than we would have without your questions. So thank you. And I'm so grateful for all of you as you know, one of the things when I was, when you were told us to be grateful that that was like, I'm so grateful for all of you who are here now or who are going to watch or listen later. I'm just so, so, so grateful. So it's a wonderful feeling to be able to serve in this way and uh, how'd I get so lucky? <laughs> how'd I get so lucky? So thank you so much, Erica, and your beautiful team. This was awesome. Another powerful, powerful call with so much learning, but at the same time, you know, embodying as well. So we were learning the wisdom, the teachings, but we're also embodying it as well. So thank you for that. So what a gift. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you everyone for being here and embodying it so that other people can learn from you too. So absolutely. Thank you everyone. Until next time. That Thanks. was amazing. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, good. You're welcome, Brenda. Thank you. <laughs> what? Thank you, everyone. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.